Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Where do you want to take your business? I want to create a community with what I'm doing. I want a community of people who work for me. I want a community of customers. I want this to be somewhat of a household name. I want to be recognized for the work that I'm doing not only by creating products, but by creating a lifestyle surrounding the products. And I wanna create a legacy of intentional clothing that promotes responsible consumption and empowers people. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world, from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. In today's episode, we're talking to Mallory Otariano of Kind Apparel about who to hire next. Mallory is at the stage in her business where she's ready for her first hire, and her thoughts about that are all over the place, something I'm sure you can relate to. As a coach, I want to share with you that sometimes coaching can be messy. We can wade into the thickets, go down a rabbit trail, or wander off in the wrong direction. It's okay. It's part of the process. The key is to trust it. Listen as we go deep into the forest of who to hire next, what skills and temperament that person should have, and where to find them. Clarity lies on the other side. Here's Mallory Atariano of Kind Apparel. Hey, Mallory. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast. Hey, Geraldine. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So for my listeners, Mallory and I know each other. We've worked together here and there around her business, which is Kind Apparel. Mallory makes clothing from recycled plastic soda bottles. And Mallory, why don't you just take a minute to tell us a little bit more about what you do? Sure. So Kind Apparel is a women's outdoor clothing company that I started formally about three and a half years ago. But the inspiration for it came well before that. I studied art and design in college. So making things creatively and clothing design and fashion has always been a big part of my life. As a child, everyone who knows me from childhood will say, that I used clothing as a form of self-expression very readily. So that was always part of me. And to be able to continue that professionally has been really exciting. So I design and create 
clothing for adventurous women, things that can accompany you on your technical escapades and also just around town, like the farmer's market or the brewery. But if you want to go on an ultra marathon, you can also wear our things for those purposes. Everything's made from recycled plastic bottles, as Geraldine mentioned, and I design all of the artwork for all of our fabrics. So a big part of my brand identity is very bold and colorful and whimsical prints. And everything's made from very stretchy fabrics. So it's accommodating and comfortable and easy to wear. Awesome. And for listeners, if you're on your phone, check out shopkindapparel.com or if you're at your computer or wherever, if you want to get a feel for Mallory's stuff, it's super cute. I can attest. I see her and her friends wearing it and I love it. So Mallory and I were talking before this call and there are three things that she wants to talk about with regard to her business. And one of them is how to search for and hire that next employee. And the second one is a plan for growth and implementing a strategy. And a third one is budgeting and forecasting. Of those three things, given the amount of time we have, what do you think would be the most helpful for us to talk about? Well, I want to say hiring. I know we've talked a lot about it in the past, but my ideas surrounding who I'm hiring have really changed quite a bit over the past week. And I think maybe that might be the best thing to tackle. It's currently on my mind yeah, the most, and it seems to be my biggest hurdle that I'm facing currently. So maybe for that reason, I'd like to talk about that. Okay, great. Tell me a little bit about what's on your mind when it comes to this hiring thing. Okay. I am a solopreneur. I have a variety of contracted people who help me with various components of the business, but I'm the only full-time employee and my contracted people don't work directly in my space with me. They're mostly remote. So on a daily basis, I am doing all the strategizing, critical thinking, decision-making, everything by myself in my head. And I want to be able to share that. Every conversation that I have with people who are close to me about my business, whether it's my family or my friends, every conversation results in some sort of aha moment for me or something really thought-provoking or an outcome that I can't necessarily come to on my own during my day. And I think I really see a tremendous value in having a high-level person with me on a daily basis who can help manage some of that strategizing with me. I know that I need to get an assistant to help me with basic business operations, but I also really think it would be incredibly beneficial for growth to have someone who can come in and act sort of like a partner. And finding that person is a little daunting because I think it's a pretty big ask. I don't have the financial resources that a corporate option would have. I'm asking someone to essentially care about what I'm doing almost as much as I do. And currently that has been a commitment that's been reflected in friends. And I'm not so sure how to find that professionally when searching. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It's a lot to run a business on your own and have the whole thing in your head. Yeah. Because there's so many thoughts, there's so many aspects and it just swirls. And sometimes it just seems like it swirls out of control. Mm -hmm. And like you say, having somebody that you can go to, bounce ideas off of, talk to, all of it just is a huge help and huge load off. And share responsibilities. I can certainly hire an assistant to package orders and do social media posts, but I'm weeks behind on my email. And those aren't just like customer emails. Those are emails that involve PR or big decisions or growth strategies. And I need someone else who can think at that level and can make decisions at that level as well. Gotcha. So what would a really great outcome for our time be today? For me to have a better idea of where to search for these people and end with a bit of confidence in knowing that these people can be found because currently I feel like they 
are somewhat of a unicorn, but they totally aren't because companies hire people like this every day, very successfully. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what my desired outcome would be to feel more comfortable about going out and finding this person. Okay. I'm also wondering, defining who the person is that you're looking for. Yes. And who the person that you're looking for, is that a person who you can afford to pay? Exactly. I think that's a very big component for me. Right. Because it sounds like you're looking for a high level person, which in our mind at least equates with a high level income and salary. Exactly. Oh God, I don't even have that. How's that all going to work? Right. Right. (laughs) It's so common when it seems so impossible, you just like put the kibosh on the thought process before you even start. Totally. Let's unpack some of these problems and see where we get. That sounds great. And hopefully we'll have some clarity at the end. Describe the ideal person that you're looking for to me. The ideal person is someone who shares my personal values, which are also very similar to the company's values. Someone who is very creative and doesn't need supervision, doesn't need constant direction because I don't want to delegate tasks for this person. I kind of want to give this person the opportunity to come up with their own vision essentially as it fits within the company's growth strategies and move forward. Someone who I feel really comfortable communicating with, I think someone who's similar to me. Someone who has a range of experiences. I don't need somebody to have experience in this industry at all. I think someone who has experience in sales or customer service or managing, those are all incredibly valuable. But I think somebody who has a wealth of experience rather than one person who has been in one career for a very long time, because I need them to kind of be able to pivot often and problem solve often. Right. Because you're tiny and just starting out, which means things are changing all the time, right? Totally. And I'm not going to be able to provide a ton of direction. So I need to know that things are happening in the background, even if I'm unable to check in all the time. Is this person more a doer or more a thinker? A doer. Ideally, equally both, but I think I'm comfortable with doing the thinking and bouncing the ideas off of this person and then having them implement. Okay. But then the decision-making is up to you, not them. Right. So you're not talking about handing off sort of creative vision and direction for the company. Once they're settled into the position, yes, but to a certain capacity. I always want to maintain a position as the creative director, if you will, but be a creative manager to come up with ideas and then run them by me if they needed to. Okay. So some direction, but like ultimately you're still going to be final decision maker. Yeah. Okay. And how much business sort of running and experience does this person have? Are they more making business decisions and sort of running the businessy end and the operations of your business? Or are you still maintaining high levels of involvement in that? I think I'd still maintain high levels of involvement in that. I think that I don't need someone with lots of business experience Mm -hmm. necessarily. I think someone who's been in an environment where they've been forced to work creatively is more important to me. I think that often probably comes with someone who's maybe worked in a small business, but not necessarily imperative, if that makes sense. Okay. I'm trying to narrow down the person that we're looking for. Yeah. Essentially looking for like a clone of me. (laughs) Does that exist? You want somebody who balances out some of the things that you're missing. What do you think the things that you're missing are? Honestly, and this kind of counters a lot of the things that I've been saying, decision-making is really hard for me. I don't know if it's because I'm constantly making so many decisions that I just get burned out, but I reach a point where a lot of my decisions are total guesses. And I think if I could have someone who might be able to make these decisions with less of a guess or maybe provide me with the information 
that supports some of the decisions. That'd be great. Project management is not really my strong suit either. I think it totally can be when I have one or two projects to manage, but having a million of them is really hard. They all get kind of like shoved by the wayside. So someone to kind of keep me in check and keep an eye on the calendar and say, okay, it's September now. That means that we need to get going on holiday PR and gift guide outreach because that's the kind of thing where I would flip my calendar open to December 1st and be like, oh yeah, let's do this now. Oh, we should have done it three months ago. Okay. <laughs> Support, honestly, that kind of validation that I'm on the right track. Maybe this is not something that is found in an employee. Maybe this is something that's found elsewhere, but someone to believe in what I'm doing in a similar way to me. Other things that I'm missing. I personally need more time to do the things that I need to do. Not necessarily things that I'm not doing. I just need someone to do more of them. One of the mistakes that we can make in hiring people is to hire people to sort of mop up the excess. And it can be expensive to hire somebody to sort of mop up the excess, the stuff that you can't get to because you've got a million projects. Decision fatigue, which is totally a real thing, right? You're making a thousand decisions all day long. And it makes me wonder first, if there's a pairing down that can be done first so mm -hmm. that you're not hiring somebody who's expensive to do that. What do you think of that? I think perhaps there is a way. I feel like I just lack the knowledge surrounding this to really know what the best first hire is. I think I'm at a crossroads now where I wonder, is it more strategic for me to hire an assistant type of position first to take care of just like menial daily operations? Or is it more advantageous for me to hire potentially expensive, higher level employee? Yeah. But ultimately any both, I think. Yeah. You know, at some point you're going to need to hire the next person beyond just an assistant. And for our listeners, Mallory and I have had previous conversations about hiring somebody 10 to 15 hours a week just to take the really simple mundane stuff off, like trips to the post office and whatever. I think that assistant person can Keep that on the list. Yeah. I'm not hearing that you're wanting to hire somebody who's like your 50-50 equal. That's not what I'm hearing you say. Maybe I'm a little confused about that then. Like I'm not I, hearing you say, I want somebody to buy into my business and become an equal partner. I think maybe I'm not saying that because I believe that maybe that's not possible. But if someone came to me and offered that today, I would absolutely take that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As long as I felt like they had the experience to be able to jump in at this level. I've reached a point where the ownership of the company is a little less important to me than the strategic partnership that could exist. Okay. So for me, I have my own fear when I hear you say that. I'm like, no. Ultimately, I would like someone who can function at the same level that I can and work at the same speed that I can, but ultimately has to run decisions by me before anything is set in stone. One of the questions I'm wondering about is like, do you know the expression, you rise to your level of your own incompetence? Yes. You know, you've had so much going on for so long. How overwhelmed are you right now? Very. Okay. And how like, scared so are you by everything that's in front of you? Are so, you so much intimidated? So. I am intimidated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that changes on a daily basis too. Like some days I'll wake up and be like, wow, I'm really going amazing places. I got this. Things are going so well, heading in a great direction. And then some days I wake up being like, I don't really know. I mean, I told myself that I was having all that success or maybe I imagined that all. And where is this really going? I don't have anyone else telling me that I am going there necessarily. Yeah. I think that's just like the entrepreneurial trap. <laughs> <laughs> I think more recently, like within the past four months, when I've really started to see the future of this company and see its potential and get out from underneath all of the daily operations, I do get incredibly overwhelmed by where it's going because I'm on a path that's a little bit greater than I ever anticipated it would be. And there's a lot of work to be done to get it where I now see that it can go. So that's very overwhelming. I yeah. thought that once I reached the point where things were really going well, that it would sort of be like, not easy, but things would make a little 
little bit more sense, but I think I've been experiencing the exact opposite. I guess I used to think, okay, just get to the top of this mountain and then you'll be able to see everything that's beyond it and you'll be able to kind of take a step back and you'll cruise up there much more easily. But now I've gotten to the top and I see where I'm going and it's like, whoa, there are a lot of other people running up to get there too and I need to keep running and running and running. Okay. So part of this is also around the competition. Like suddenly you've become aware of the competition in your space. I don't want us making decisions from a place of fear. There's one thought I'm having and that's I don't want you to lose control of your business. But if you want to give away a bit of control of your business, I'm for that. I just want you to do it for reasons that are clear, not fear-based. Yeah, that makes sense. Compared to where we started, which was, who is this person? Where do I find them? Where are you right now? I think I'm still there, but now there's a lot of other elements that have been added to it. Okay. Which elements stand out? Just kind of the knowledge that I need to maybe be a little bit more introspective and figure out what I need and what I'm willing to give up before going out and finding this person. What do you think you need? A semi-equal. Okay. I feel like we need to do a longer session where like all the stuff in your head, yeah, you know, where you've come to the top down. of the hill and you've looked out and all of a sudden, instead of thinking that you're going to have like this clear view of the horizon, that now all of a sudden you see everybody else running up their own peaks or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were all here running the same yeah. crap. And they're running different races. Yes, they are running different races. And that's important to recognize. Where do you want to take your business? This is not really an answer, but I want to take it as far as it can go. And I feel like right now I'm in a state of cultivating the endurance to get me there. And I very much so realized that the potential is pretty limitless. It's just dependent on my own endurance and my own view of it all. But I want to create a community with what I'm doing. I want a community of people who work for me. I want a community of customers. I want this to be somewhat of a household name. I want to be recognized for the work that I'm doing, not only by creating products, but by creating a lifestyle surrounding the products. And I want to create a legacy of intentional clothing that promotes responsible consumption and empowers people. That's awesome. I mean, that's a gorgeous vision. What does that make you think about who the right person is to bring on? That makes me think that it's less about what specific tasks they can do or skills that they have and more about their passion for what I'm doing and compatibility with me. Interesting. That's more of a personal hire. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I'm like shopping Mm -hmm. to hire a friend rather than to hire skills. It's maybe less about the friend, but more about the value set. Yeah, totally. Because that's core, right? To what you're Mm -hmm. doing. Like Mm -hmm. you're not just setting up a business that makes money that sells clothes. Exactly. It's not somebody who's like stripped of any sort of value or caring about what you're doing, who has the nuts and bolts knowledge. This is about somebody who cares about what you're doing, who lines up with the vision and who loves the community. So that is a real personal kind of higher. So that makes me think that that piece becomes a priority. Then from there, we decide what skill set they want. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So coming from that place, what are the most important skill sets that you think they're going to want to have? I need them to be a very efficient communicator. Okay. I think above all else, and that's not specific to this industry. I need someone to be able to tell me what's working for them, what's not working for them, because I hate wasting time when people are not communicating properly. And if someone can't do something, I would really just appreciate them telling me that they can't do it instead of pretending to do it for months and months. That's paramount. I think someone who's willing to, these are very like kind of out there skills, but a risk taker, granted there'll be risks that are contained within my decision-making, but someone who's comfortable presenting options and ideas. And where can they help you take your company? Anywhere. I want them to have a little bit of freedom with their own vision for it too. And I would hope that this person has has been chosen by me appropriately enough that they're the kind of person who has a similar vision for it that I do. So excellent communicator, risk taker, comfortable with a variety of options 
in terms of skill set, what do you want them to have? I think managing is probably a really important skill set to have, even though they may not be managing people. I think that's probably easily translated into managing projects and time and different customer service issues and marketing. I think a managing skill set would just enable them to have some better time management skills. Plus, I feel like being a good communicator comes with that territory as well. Do we need to get more specific in terms of skill set of like the things they will be managing? Yes, but I don't know that I really know exactly what I would have them managing yet. Interesting. Okay. I've been thinking about trying to categorize because right now, I mean, I do everything. There's not really like one, like I'm not necessarily in creative. I'm not necessarily in marketing. I'm kind of doing all these things. And I don't think that I could really confine their job roles and responsibilities to one of those categories either. But I think I would want them to really be focusing on growth strategies. I'm not exactly sure what kinds of skill sets I would need for that. How helpful is this line of thinking? Are we headed in the right direction? Are we adding clarity or are we making it fuzzier? Adding clarity and making it fuzzier, but I think making it fuzzier because it is apparent that I need to think through some of these things a little bit harder. Okay. One of the things that struck me in there was that you need a manager, but you don't know yet what you'd have them manage. Mm -hmm. So to me, that says, let's take some more time to figure out what we want this person to be doing. And let's take some more time to be strategic about who this person really is. Are you done yet with your tour of fairs and shows and stuff? Yeah. That was, I'm imagining, pretty busy, right? It was very busy. Yeah. In August alone, my company pulled in a quarter of my 2017 income. Awesome. Just in this month. So it's been a huge whirlwind. Yeah. Part of me wonders if the dust needs to settle from the whirlwind. Probably. I also feel like I'm sort of on this momentum train and I feel like I want to take advantage of that Yeah. and keep that intensity going. I mean, I can't continue the same momentum that I've had for this month alone. I'm dead. (laughs) Right. Tell me what you think of this idea. Where are you with the 10 hours a week assistant? I've not put the word I've not hired anybody, but I have a pretty clear set of expectations and needs that they would fill. Okay. So I'm thinking about getting that person hired and getting them up to speed and getting them doing the sort of 15 hours a week of getting the basics off your plate so that you can dig through your email, dig through all the opportunities that came up and get sort of caught up on those things and taking three weeks or whatever to settle down from the summer. Because if you said yourself, you can't maintain that pace. No, I can't. Even though I want you to carry the momentum, I also want for you to have a bit of a break. I want you to be able to take some breaths Mm -hmm. so that you can figure out what momentum to carry. Because if you try and carry all of it too fast, you're just going to have way too much weight on your shoulders and you're just going to collapse under the weight of doing it all. Yeah. Where I'm at currently is the new responsibilities and momentum of this upcoming month are production oriented. So all of my effort is now focused on switching production and I'm getting everything manufactured and ordered and prepared because that's where all my effort is tied up. I don't have the time or capacity to push those products and sell them. So I won't be able to do that until they've already arrived and it's October or November. And then I'm playing catch up because I haven't had the time to put those plans in place for getting them out. So you do need this person pronto? I really think I do. Okay. I either need this high level person or I need time in my schedule to come up with a recipe for doing this outreach that could then be implemented by the slower level assistant type of position. Okay. But I just think I don't even have the time to really come up with that. So you're feeling the pressure of seasonality right now. Absolutely. So what is your gut telling you to do right now? Go to bed and forget about it all. 
hire someone. I'm nervous about it just because it's a big financial step, but I have this just constant swirling in my head and on my notebooks and in my planner and on my calendars of all of these outreach opportunities that I have to do. And the next day they're all still there. And the next week they're all still there. And the next month they're all still there because I'm sorting through whatever I'm doing, ordering and production managing and all of that. So if I could kind of summarize it into one theme, what worked really well for me this summer was selling direct to consumer. I've been experimenting with wholesale quite a bit. And what I've realized is that's just a huge amount of effort and a huge investment. And that's not what works for my business that well, but direct to consumer really does. And I want to invest much more effort in that. Maybe I've invested $50 into Facebook advertisements over the history of my company. So I've done absolutely no paid advertising. And if I'm having these results without any of that, I think that with a little bit of intentional advertising, I could really have much greater results. So I want to focus all my efforts on direct consumer by getting PR, getting into magazines and blogs and gift guides for the holiday season and pushing traffic to my website. But currently I'm being the production manager. So I'm working on getting the products on my website instead of the people to my website. Gotcha. Is one of those positions production manager or what was the second thing you said? I guess I need to be like a content manager, really. I described getting stuff on the website and then getting people to the website. And you said, I can't get to those because I'm being production manager. Yes. You just defined two really clear positions that somebody could take from you. And one of them is production manager and one of them is marketing manager. That's very true. I also just kind of like had this big aha moment when you mentioned that. I need someone to focus on curating customers and getting them to my website because I know that that needs to be done. I'm doing it, but not as effectively as I could be doing it. So it's essentially, I think, a storyteller, really. Mm -hmm. Someone who's telling the story of my company and my brand and my products either through social media, digital imagery, email newsletters, articles in magazines and blogs, an outreach manager. So if you had that person and that would then free you up to do production stuff? Totally. Does that feel right? Or does that feel like still something is out? That does feel right. I like the storytelling side of it, but I think that that's not a skill set that's unique to me. Other people can totally tell my story in the same way if I've given them the right tools to do so. Okay. And maybe in a better way, honestly, because they're telling it from an outside perspective, whereas I'm telling it from the inside. Right. And it's hard to kind of see your own story. Yeah. Even just little tidbits, the conversations I have about my products with friends, little stories come out of those conversations that I want to include in outreach that I wouldn't have thought to tell. Right. Like the time that I was like, hey, you should highlight the story of the plastic bottles because that's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. So now we're at, I want a person who shares my values, shares you know, the love of what I'm trying to create because it's not just your baby, but there's a whole value set behind this, mm-hmm. right? So you want the person who shares that and potentially could do the storytelling, which turns into the marketing and the content development, totally, which then turns into the customers. And that leaves you doing production stuff. Production stuff, design, maybe having the ability to hone in on the direction of the marketing, coming up with different avenues for it, whether like that is not necessarily telling that person reach out to these people and these resources exclusively, but saying like, okay, maybe we want to focus on the outdoor industry, or maybe we want to focus on like a running community or like an outreach directed towards the ski community thematically. So let me ask you this. How right does that feel? That feels much more right than where I was sitting at the beginning of this. Can we call where we've gotten to good enough for now? You might yes. you know, continue to clarify. Yeah, I think a lot of this also has to come from within too. I need to sit down and get a little more serious about it. Can we talk for just a couple of minutes about the where? Yes. Where do you imagine that they're hanging out? 
the same place as I am. <laughs> but actually, no, because these days I'm hanging out like behind my computer. The places I want to be hanging out. So where do you want to be hanging out? I want to be outside. I want to be biking. I want to be skiing. Mm -hmm. But I also think that this person is doing that on the weekends and probably living a very professional career-oriented life during the week. I think they're a little more mature in their lifestyle and they're set in their group of friends. They probably have a very significant social routine, similar to me. I mean, mm -hmm. I certainly make friends and hang out with new people, but I do have like my core group of activities and friends that I see and do all the time. And I'm not really going to a ton of new things because I just simply don't have the time. So in that respect, maybe it's a little more difficult to find them because they have their own closed social circles. Word travels fast. Yeah, that's true. Is this person physically in Missoula or can they be anywhere? I think that's a really big thing for me. I want someone who's physically working in my space with me. Okay. I don't want a remote worker. That makes it easier in a way. Yeah. So this person skis at Snowball in the winter mm -hmm. if they're not backcountry skiing. Yes. Because they don't like lift access. They're mountain biking. They are out running. They're doing races. And they're mm -hmm. at the farmer's market on the weekend. Totally. And then maybe they're at Draftworks at 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> this person is highly findable in this town. Yeah, it really is, actually. Yeah, yeah, highly findable within my current community. Yes, this person is already in your network is one to two degrees of separation away. Yeah. So it sounds like you're not there yet because you need to do a little bit more introspection on, you know, what this person's going to be doing. But when you yeah. get that clarity, what's a first step for beginning to get the word out? Honestly, probably talking about this idea and this need to people in my social circle and having them spread it organically. Yeah. I'm a little hesitant to promote it through traditional avenues. And I know this probably isn't true, but I don't want to attract someone who's just looking for a salary. Yeah. I want to attract someone who's looking to be part of something exciting and unknown and be on this grander journey and be part of a community, be like a founding member of a community, essentially. So what about the idea of talking about it before you're ready? I think that's important, actually, because I think it's important for me to verbalize it and just develop it based off of what other people are saying as well. Yes. I think that as you verbalize it, it will become more clear. Yes. I rather agree. than if it just stays in your head, it's just going to continue to swirl in your head. Absolutely. So compared to where we started, which was, where do I find this person and confident that I can find them? Where are you now? I feel confident that they're out there uh -huh. in my community. And I feel a lot more confident about what they would be doing. And okay. I know that I still need to think a little bit more internally about that because it's a very new idea. But this has helped me kind of categorize their work a little bit more. Awesome. Anything else that's sort of lingering that I can help with? I think this whole idea is like still very new to me and there's still a lot of questions surrounding it that I need to answer on my own too. I do feel comfortable about where we are in terms of this conversation because it's helped me to have a bit of a better understanding internally. Okay. I still have a lot of questions, but I don't know that they're necessarily questions that you can help me answer. I think the questions that I did have that you could help me with, you certainly helped me with. Okay. Gotten it as far as we can take it for now and sort of a, now yeah. it's in your court to spend some time yeah. with. I get very focused on metrics. So like I have a hang up on how much am I going to pay this person, the physicality of that. Where is the money going to come from? Can I see on paper how much this person could impact my profits and mm -hmm. how does that affect their salary? And working through some of that physical stuff is really helpful for me, but I guess maybe understanding some tools and resources to be able to work through those mm -hmm. is a question I still have. So I'm glad we're recording this because that was like five questions in a row that I think are all really <laughs> yeah. great questions. Okay. <laughs>
So I think what we can do after is let's go back and grab those questions and generate them one by one so that they don't also contribute to the swirl in your head. I agree. Because those are also highly answerable questions. Yes. And with the exception of like, how can I, you know, ensure that hiring this person, this new expense is a worthwhile investment in the profitability of my business? That's my biggest question. Yeah. That's probably the most important question. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Let's leave that question for another time because we can't get into it now. But in all seriousness, let's go back and make sure that we get those questions and get them answered because they are all answerable. Okay, let's do that. And get them out of your way so that we can make this hire and so that you can make this hire and be really comfortable and confident that you're making the right hire. If you could make a big ask of our community, what do you want? I love to hear stories of other people having gone through the things that I am about to go through. I would love to hear stories of people's first hires. I think I personally learn a lot from other people's experiences, and I would be so grateful if people would share who their first hire was, what was really great about it, what maybe wasn't so great about it, just to kind of understand potential outcomes. That's always something that I've really benefited from. Awesome. Stories of first hires, good and bad. Yeah, totally. (laughs) This has been such a treat, Mallory, hanging out with you and helping you in this way. Thank you so much for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. Likewise. Thank you so much, Geraldine, for your help. This was incredibly rewarding. Great. Thanks, Mallory. Yes. Thank you. Where can people find you? People can find me on my website, which is shopkindapparel.com. I'm also very active on Instagram and Facebook. I'm kindapparelco, kindapparelco. Awesome. And those are the best places to find me. Thank you, Mallory, for being on the She Thinks Big podcast and being vulnerable enough to be coached on air. It's not easy to open up about what you don't know when you're aware you're being recorded. You can find Mallory at shopkindapparel.com and on Instagram and Facebook at kindapparelco. I'll put those in the show notes. What I appreciated about our coaching conversation was just how much Mallory has going on, how much there is to do, and how when the pressure's on, it's that much harder to see clearly. I know so many of you can relate to her experience, and I want you to know you're not alone with your overwhelm and uncertainty. Trust yourself that with time to reflect and people to bounce ideas off of, you can find a clear answer. Mallory's ask of the She Thinks Big community with stories of your first hire. So if you have a story or advice you want to share, please do that in our Facebook group. She Thinks Big is where you'll find us. Mallory wants to create community and a legacy of responsible clothing. If you can help her with this, reach out. I'm always amazed at how this community of women supports each other. Listeners, what are your key takeaways? Come share in the Facebook group. If you're not a member, join us. It's free and it's the best place to be if your big ideas need airtime and support to grow. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.